Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. Answers. We like answers. That's what makes humans so creative, and it also has helped us to really develop ourselves as a civilization. Science comes out of questioning. So many things come out of questioning. And because we question things, we grow. It really is a beautiful tool that we can use in life. But there is one big thing that isn't good about questioning. It can cause us a lot of suffering. Because if we live long enough, certain things are going to happen. They're going to cause us a lot of pain. Sometimes physical pain, sometimes emotional pain. But it can be a devastating amount of pain. Some of these we just know. We can expect them to happen And though they're painful, we're not always surprised by them. We don't need answers for them because we know it's just part of life. For example, the death of our parents. We most likely will outlive our parents. And given that, we're going to expect at some point that they're going to pass. And we will not like that, of course, but we will accept that. We won't need any answers for that. But what we're going to learn about in this podcast is we can like answers for anything. Even things like that are expected, like the death of our parents. I mean, our parents may be 90 and have Alzheimer's and be in a nursing home. And we can still question that and say, God, why did this happen? Or we may be seven and our parents may be killed by a drunk driver. That one is a bigger question, a bigger one that we may want answers to. So no matter what we come up with, we can always seek answers and want to know why. Why did this happen? Now, mind you, I do think it can be very helpful to have answers. I knew one man whose father had abandoned him when he was younger. He didn't know his father very well, but when he got older, he decided to research what happened to his dad. Why did he leave? And what he discovered was his father had a real anger problem, and he decided to leave instead of staying at home and hurting his family even more. So for him, finding that answer was a good thing. I knew another person whose both parents had died when he was younger and he was raised by his grandparents. He never knew why. He just thought they had abandoned him. And in his case, he found out that his parents had been killed because they were involved with a political organization and they had been killed. When he found that out, again, that was helpful for him. But my guess is most of us have questions that we don't have any answers to. And we don't like that. It can cause us a lot of suffering. Why did this happen? Why did this happen to me? Why did this happen to my sister? Why did this happen to my child? Why is this happening right now? Why? These questions can drive us mad. They can be really harmful because we just want to know. And there are so many things in life which we may never find the answers to. I mean, ever in this life. I mean, for example, let's say we have a child and that child dies of cancer at the age of seven. We're never going to find really any adequate answer to that question as to why our child died. There isn't any good answer. So do we just suffer? Do we just live the rest of our lives when things like this happen and suffer? Or can we find peace? Can we find happiness even when we don't have answers to our questions. Yes, we can. But how do we do that? Well, the first thing we have to do is determine 
that the questioning is causing us to suffer. I mean, like I said, it is good sometimes to question, but sometimes it isn't. And the questions themselves cause us to suffer. Life is perplexing at times. It really doesn't always make sense. I'm not saying there isn't answers, but we may not be able to find them in this life. For example, a dear friend of mine recently lost her brother to suicide. He had a wife and two young kids, and yet he chose to end his life. She was very close to him because it was her only brother, and she doesn't really know why he did it. And it has caused a lot of pain to herself, to her parents, and of course his kids and his wife. A lot of pain. But my friend, who is a wise soul, realizes that she does need to feel her feelings, which she is and which she does, but she may never in this life have the answers as to why he really needed to die so early in life. She deeply loved him, and she can't connect with him anymore, and it's hard for her, but she's learned to live without the answers to why he committed suicide. She's learned to live her life well, and now she's actively involved in helping others who have siblings or people they know struggling with suicidal ideation and giving them tools that they can reach out to for help. She's used that pain and turned it into something very beautiful. Now, I've been doing this podcast for over six years now, and I'm very blessed that a lot of you have reached out to me via emails, via text, via phone calls, and shared with me some of your own stories. And what I've learned about this podcast is that people listen to it because often they have things in their lives that aren't going well, struggles, and they're looking for answers, answers as to why and what can they do to make their lives better. Well, I think this is one of the big questions of life. Why? Why do things happen the way they do? Even good things, we can be blessed by something and not understand why it happened. And if we decide that, you know, there are a lot of things I'm not going to find answers to in this life, but I still want to be happy. I still want to find peace in my life. Then how am I going to do that? And the answer is quite simple. We have to learn to live without answers. And that's okay. We don't have to know the answers to everything. And it's still okay. I know we're going to do our best to find answers. But when we do, and none are found, then we need to let it go and just live. Live without answers. Living well in the present moment, right now, without those answers. And we may keep seeking them, but most of the time, we're just living. And if we go through our entire life, never finding the answers to some of these very deep questions about pain, about suffering, what we will have done is lived a beautiful life because we are living without answers. And we found that that's okay. Not only that, it can be beautiful. Because when we're able to accept that we may not have all the answers, and that's okay, then what will settle in us is peace, a deep 
peace because all of a sudden we can live and let go of the pain, let go of the suffering and live, live well right now. When we hang on to things, the tighter we hang on to them, the tighter we hang on to that pain, the more we're going to suffer. And I know sometimes it can actually feel good to feel that pain. We don't want to let it go because it feels like it's dishonoring the pain. For example, if our child dies, for most of us, that's a lot of pain. And if we stop feeling that, if we stop questioning why did our child have to die, we feel like it's dishonoring our child. But what it's actually doing is keeping us from living. And would that person, that child of ours, who deeply loved us, want us to sacrifice our lives in this life? Because most likely they are in a very awesome, beautiful place. And we are here to live, to continue to live well. I'm very sure that's what they would want of us, even though they were taken from us prematurely. I don't know that for sure. I'm not even saying that's the answer. But it seems like we are to live well, no matter what. And I know life throws some really, really big things at us sometimes. For example, some of the listeners have been raped. Some of the listeners were horribly abused growing up. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. But there's a really important question we want to ask ourselves. Are we going to let that person who abused us, are we going to let that person that caused us so much pain take away any more of our lives? Or are we going to live amazing lives regardless of what they did? We're not going to let them rob us from living well because that isn't going to happen. They've already caused us pain and we're not going to keep letting that pain continue in our lives. We're going to find that life is awesome, is beautiful, and we're going to show them that they're not going to take away from our joy of life ever again. They did it once, but we're going to not let them keep doing it. We have a choice. We have a choice to live well, no matter what. But that does mean we have to live without finding answers to all our questions. We're going to live well, but we're living well with questions unanswered. Now, the tendency for some people, I would actually argue many people, perhaps even most people, is to, if they don't want to face the questions, if they can't handle the questions, They'll choose to numb the questions. For example, if they went through a divorce and it was very painful, or if their spouse died, whatever it may be, instead of facing that pain and living without the answers, they may turn towards alcohol, prescription drugs, food, workaholism. The list is so long of things we do instead of feeling the pain. Of course we feel the pain, but ultimately what we do is we live without answers to the questions of why the pain happened. We don't suppress it through addictions, which so many people do, perhaps most. What we do instead is, if we want to be happy, if that's our goal to find happiness and peace in life right now, then we need to face those questions and say, all right, I know I may never have the answers to these questions. And that's okay. 
I'm going to still live well when I need to feel I will, but mostly I just live well without the answers to all my questions. It's a choice probably most of us have to make at some point in our lives. Are we going to fight life, struggle with life because life is so unfair and we want to know why? Or are we going to, when we don't get the answers or we cannot find the answers, are we going to say, okay, I get it. I may not have answers, all the answers that I want, but I'm still going to live well. I'm still going to find joy, peace, happiness right now, no matter what. And I know I need to do that by doing one thing, letting go of my need, letting go of my desire to have all the answers. I'm going to live well without all the answers to my questions. And that's okay. And perhaps today, if you're open, if you're willing to go one further step deeper into this living without answers, we can do this one last thing. And that is ask ourselves, why did I expect life to go a certain way? It's because of our expectations that we suffer. Of course, we want things to go a certain way, but that isn't how life works. Life goes the way it's going to go. We can do our best to navigate it, but sometimes we just can't. It just throws us things that we just really cannot control. And so the question to ask ourselves is, why did I expect it to go a certain way? And this really ends up with the same ability, the ability to let go of the answers to our questions, the need to know answers, because we decide that we just live life. We don't expect life to do anything. We just live it well, see how it unfolds, direct what we can, and realize a lot of what unfolds just does, and we just can't influence it. We flow with it, but we can't necessarily always direct it. And that's okay. It's a very deep level of living without answers to our questions because we don't have any more questions. This is hard to do, but one we might consider trying sometimes when we are struggling with the answers to our questions. The first one is to ask ourselves, do I want to suffer anymore or am I done suffering and I can let go of this question? And at a deeper level, can I let go of my expectations to anything and just flow with life, doing my part, but realizing that life is going to unfold the way it unfolds, and that's okay. And I see it as a wonderful adventure. And even though I have very limited control over it, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to savor it. I'm going to suck the marrow out of it and just have a most beautiful life no matter what. And if I don't get the answers to my questions, I may even reach a point of stop asking the questions and just let life flow because I am going to live a beautiful life. Thank you for joining me on the happiness podcast. Besides creating this podcast, there are a variety of other things that I do. If you'd like to keep abreast of these activities and perhaps someday we may be able to meet in person, just go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. You can subscribe to my newsletter. 
And if you do, you'll be emailed a free PDF copy of my meditation book called Reflections on Meditation. And until next time, accept what is, love what is. Do you ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? While other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast, and it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment, investment in training employees how to perform well. But sustained growth and productivity requires specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained in order to sustain this level of performance. When companies invest in their employees, their employees are invested in them. Unfortunately, it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace, but for unknown reasons, key employees make poor choices, leave the company, or start struggling and coping with stress-related illnesses. Companies that do well know their business really well, but human behavior works in mysterious ways unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward-thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company, and you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general. I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned. These are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings. <music>